Hello, this is attorney Marco Schiavo from Simmons and Schiavo. I am here with Dave Moses. Uh, we're going to be talking today about Medicare. Uh, people sometimes call and they ask about uh, Medicaid planning, which is what we do, long-term care planning, and then they use the word Medicare and they use them interchangeably. They're very different programs. Uh, Medicaid which is a federally based program. It is administered in Massachusetts. Uh, it's called MassHealth. Uh, the MassHealth planning that we do is long-term care planning. So um, assisting people in really thinking about the rising cost of, of nursing home care and how they protect their assets uh, in Massachusetts, and especially in this area, the cost of a nursing home is about $14,000 a month. Uh, so we help people plan ahead of time uh, to make sure that they protect their assets in the event that they need to go into a nursing home. Or we also help people who are at the point of entering in a nursing home and they need help with the actual application. But as I mentioned, people sometimes confuse Medicaid and MassHealth and Medicare. So today I have a speaker here, his name is Dave Moses. He is from Statera Financial. He specializes in Medicare, Social Security, and long-term care planning. He is a retirement income certified professional, an RICP. His office is in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Dave, welcome to the show. Marco, thank you. I appreciate you having me up here, and I look forward to talking about Medicare today. Excellent. So, so let's start off. What is Medicare? So Medicare is a federal government program that provides health care insurance uh, for people and individuals who are 65 and older. Um, it's also available to people under the age of 65 if they're receiving Social Security Disability Insurance, or SSDI, for a certain amount of time, or if they're under the age of 65 with end-stage renal disease. Um, you bring up a good point because, in regards to Medicaid because that does get confused with Medicare. We don't want to confuse Medicare with Medicaid, as Medicaid uh, provides assistance for those who fall under certain financial thresholds. Um, to qualify for Medicare, you must be a U.S. citizen or have been living in the U.S. legally for at least five years nonstop. Uh, along with what is Medicare, uh, we talk about Medicare and we talk about original Medicare. Original Medicare consists of Part A, which is hospital insurance, and inpatient care uh, includes care received in a hospital, a skilled nursing facility, um, and in a limited capacity, care at home. Uh, original Medicare is also Part B, which is medical insurance and outpatient care. Um, this includes preventive services, ambulance service, and durable medical equipment. So when you talk about original Medicare, it's Part A and it's Part B. You'll also hear about Part C and Part D. Part D is outpatient drug coverage. Uh, this is provided by private insurance companies that have a contract with the federal government. But unlike Original Medicare, it is not provided directly by the government. And then there's Part C, which is Medicare Advantage plans, which are plans that allow private health insurance companies to provide Medicare benefits. With these plans, you're typically talking about an HMO or a PPO. And at a minimum, these plans have to offer the same benefits as original Medicare. 
and oftentimes these Part C plans will include a Part D drug plan. Okay, so the next question is, how do I sign up and, and when do I sign up for Medicare? So this is a good question because oftentimes people get confused about when is the right time to sign up for Medicare. So the first time to sign up for Medicare is the initial enrollment period. And the initial enrollment period is the seven-month period um, that includes three months before the month of your 65th birthday and the, three, the, the month of your 65th birthday and the three months after the month of your 65th birthday. So you have seven months to initially sign up for Medicare. If you sign up in the three months before the month of your birthday, uh, your start date will be the first day of the month of your 65th birthday. If you sign up uh, the month of your birthday, uh, the start date will be the first day after the month of your birthday. And if you sign up uh, this, the month after your 65th birthday or the two months after, your start date will be either four, five, or six months later after your 65th birthday. So you just have to be careful on when you do sign up. There's also a special enrollment period, and this is reserved for individuals who might have been working when they turned 65, and so they had an employer's coverage. For an individual who stops that coverage through an employer, they're given eight months to sign up for Part A and for Part B. And if they decide to go into a Medicare Advantage plan or a Part D plan, um, you get 63 days. And we can talk for, um, a little bit later in regards to what does it mean to be employed, um, have health insurance from an employer um, when you turn 65. So we've talked about the initial enrollment period. We've also talked about the special enrollment period. If for some reason an individual misses the IEP or the SEP, there is the general enrollment period. And that's an opportunity for someone to sign up for Part A and Part B uh, between January 1st and March 31st of each year. And if someone were to do that, their coverage would start in, on July 1st of that year. And the last enrollment period is one that um, is very popular, and that's called the open enrollment period or the annual election period, which they call AEP. And this is every year between October 15th and December 7th. And during this time, you can switch between Part A and Part B with a Part C plan or vice versa. And you can also drop or switch a Plan D and you can switch to a new Plan C, and all those changes would start on January 1st of the following year. Wow, so it seems like there are very uh, strict uh, restrictions on, on when you can apply and how, how you can apply. Uh, do I have to sign up if I'm, if I'm still working, or can I wait? Or That's a good question, and, and we oftentimes um, find uh, individuals who might be working and when they turn 65, or possibly their insurance is with their spouse, okay. and, their, and their spouse is still working, so they're covered um, under their spouse's plan. So the, the key to this question is the number of, of employees in the company. So there are different rules if the employer has 20 or more employees, or if the coverage is um, for an employer who has less than 20 employees. 
So uh, that's really the first question. So if a employer has 20 or more employers, the coverage is considered, coverage is considered credible coverage. Um, an individual can delay signing up for Part A and Part B, but in most cases, uh, Part A is free, so there is no harm in signing up for that if someone were to uh, choose to do so. Um, if um, the employer is t uh, under 20 employees, Medicare becomes the primary health coverage. So an individual will need to sign up for Part A and Part B. And if there is not a credible drug coverage um, with the employer's health plan, then the individual would need to sign up for a Part D. So that's how it works with an employer. Um, another confusing aspect of this is if you're no longer with the employer and you're on COBRA or you have a retiree coverage. And what's important to note there is that Medicare is primary if you're on COBRA or you have a retiree coverage. So if, a, if someone is on COBRA, they will need to sign up for Part A and Part B. Okay. Uh, and what, what is the cost of Medicare? So original Medicare, and again, this is Part, part A and Part B, um, the, the fee for Part A comes from your FICA taxes that you pay as, a, as an employee. So if you work 10 years and you have your 40 quarters in, there is no monthly premium for Part A for most people. Um, there are IRMA adjustments for those who um, earn over certain federal limits and they will pay an additional premium um, for Part A. But for most individuals, there is no monthly premium for Part A. Part B does have a monthly premium. And for those starting uh, Part B in 2018, the monthly premium is $134 a month. Now, if someone is taking their Social Security benefit, um, they will find that that premium comes right out of their Social Security check. If the individual has not started taking their Social Security benefit, uh, they will be billed quarterly by the Social Security office for that Medicare premium. Um, in regards to Part D, um, Part D uh, has a monthly premium. In the state of Massachusetts, we have between 25 and 30 different plans, and they all have different premiums each month, but there is a, a monthly premium. Uh, the national average is approximately between $33 and $34 a month. These Part D plans will also, uh, some of them will have deductibles, some of them will have different costs for different tier drugs. Okay, understood. And uh, Medicare Supplement Plan and Medicare Advantage Plan. What's the difference between those two? So here's the n number one question we get. <laughs> when uh, we get to the months of October and we get uh, to uh, open enrollment, uh, between TV and your mail, there's lots of uh, information out there. Medicare supplement is a referred to as a Medigap plan. So Medicare supplement will work with original Medicare. When you start learning more about Part A and Part B, um, you're going to find that there are co-pays. Part B, for example, um, 
for a lot of the lab tests and um, we'll pay Medicare will pay for 80% and there's a 20% copay by the uh, individual themselves. So a Medicare supplement plan or a Medigap plan is designed to fill in those gaps. In the state of Massachusetts, um, there are only two plans available. Now these plans are uh, provided by multiple insurance, private insurance companies, but the plans are all mandated by the government of what they're gonna consist of. Mm -hmm. So in the state of Massachusetts on the Medicare supplement side, um, there is a core plan or there's what we call a, a supplement one plan or plan one. So if somebody were to have part A and part B original Medicare, they could purchase an individual Medicare supplement plan and fill in the gaps that um, part A and part B have. Okay. Another option for individuals is to go with a Part C or a Medicare Advantage plan. Now, Medic Part C actually replaces Part A and Part B, and it's uh, private insurance companies provide the Part C. They have to have, at a minimum, all the provisions that Part A and Part B have, but what they will do is also provide some benefits that Original Medicare uh, doesn't typically cover. Original Medicare typically doesn't cover getting glasses. It doesn't cover hearing. It doesn't cover, you know, vision, dental, or glasses. Right, which, which most people need as they, as they age. Absolutely. One of those two at least. So one of the, um, no pun intended, advantages of a Medicare Advantage plan is that they will provide additional services and at the same time they will also provide typically a Part D drug plan. So uh, we, we, we kind of distinguish the, the, the uh, Medicare supplement and Medicare advantages of one having a three-card system, one having a one-card system and if you think of that through, if you go with the original Medicare, you have your Medicare card you have a Medicare supplement card, and then you have a drug card, so that's the three-card system. If you go with Medicare Advantage, you can have just the one card of the Advantage plan, and it includes all your coverage in one place. Okay. All right. And and what about uh, so that that Part D is is it uh, for for medication and drugs? Uh, so what if people aren't taking any any medications? So this often comes up, I don't take any medicine. I've turned 65, I'm healthy. Uh, do I not have to have a Part D drug plan? And the question, uh, the answer is yes, you do. If you're on original Medicare, um, you do have to have a drug plan. Um, again, we mentioned different drug plans have different premiums, but um, there is a penalty if you do not sign up for Part D um, when you are supposed to sign up for Part D. And the penalties are based on the national average. It's a percentage of the national average, but the penalties do stick with you for the rest of your life. So it's not oh. a one-time penalty. It's a penalty you will carry for as long as you have a Part D plan. Right, and it just it makes sense to have a plan in place um, because you may not need medication now, but you may in the future. So why not have the plan there? Uh, because everyone knows how expensive some of these drugs are. So. It does make sense to have that. Uh, what if I don't like my plan? Can I, can I change it? So that's the beauty of Medicare. 
Um, as I mentioned earlier, there's uh, the annual election period, AEP, or open enrollment period, which runs every year from October 15th to December 7th. This is an opportunity for individuals to take a look at their plan. Does it still make sense for them? Were there any changes in the doctors that they had? Um, is there any change in their health? Certain plans, again, these are all individual plans, uh, are better suited for a healthy person or someone who has health issues. Um, there are different plans and different needs. Your doctor, who they're affiliated with, becomes part of the question. Um, which drugs you are taking, um, each of these drug plans have formularies and they change every year. So it's important, not necessarily to make a change every year, but it's very important to make a review every year. And when we visit our clients and we meet with people, we press upon them the importance of at least reviewing it every year to see if there are any significant changes. But to answer your question, if you don't like your plan, you have the opportunity to make a change every year. Um, during the open enrollment, if you're on original Medicare and you want to go on a Medicare Advantage plan, you can do that. If you're on a Medicare Advantage plan and you want to go back to original Medicare, you can do that. If you are in a drug plan and the drug plan made changes or you made changes to your medicine and your current drug plan doesn't fit for you, you can make a change there. So you're never locked into anything. Okay, great. So you can see this, this can be uh, complicated. It certainly helps having someone uh, guide you through this process. So again, uh, I want to thank Dave. Uh, this is Dave Moses uh, that we're here with today from Statera Financial. Dave, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, if you could just tell, tell people how they can reach you. What's the best way to reach you? So Statera Financial, we are in Foxborough, Mass. Um, the best way to reach us is through our website, uh, www.staterafinancial or if somebody wanted to reach me directly my email is dmoses at staterafinancial and my phone number is 781-540-1733 Statera is S-T-A-T-E-R-A Where do you service? It's not just Foxborough It's uh, all over Massachusetts Where is your geographical area? I am licensed in uh, New Hampshire, Massachusetts and Rhode Island and our base is those three states. Fantastic. Dave, thank you again. This is Marco Schiavo, Simmons and Schiavo, uh, o. and our phone number is 781-397-1700. Thank you.